0: Hi everyone. Welcome to our podcast. I am Alexander Reif from the Polish Alternative Fuels Association PSPA. T- today I'm joined by uh, Sane Kasiager, uh, the Economic Council at the Royal Embassy of the Netherlands. Welcome. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. It's great to have you. Uh, We are uh, speaking at a very interested point in time. Uh, We have a lot going on in terms of e-mobility, in terms of sustainable transport, uh, both on the level of the entire European Union. Uh, July last year we were presented with the Fit for 55 package. The Central Eastern European region, and Poland in particular, as the largest market of that region, uh, looks to that uh, legislative package with uh, great hope. There's a lot of opportunity very ambitious goals and a lot to be done and we cannot do this alone we have to cooperate and uh, you know this cooperation we're counting on leading global markets such as uh, the dutch market so again very happy to have you Uh, we will uh, be talking more about this in the coming months but certainly uh, the new mobility congress is a great opportunity please uh, tell us a little bit a little bit about what's going to be going on at the congress in respect to the dutch companies right well thanks for that
1: opportunity um well we've been working on e-mobility in poland for quite a while um i started my position here in february 2019 and in late 2019 we participated in the urban mobility forum i don't know if you were here yet uh alex but (laughs) anyway that was the first uh, Dutch presence uh, of, of, of mission, uh, let's say, companies visiting or showing an interest in, in Poland. Um, then we had a trade mission uh, on e-mobility, a dedicated one, um, early 2020. Just um, before COVID. Exactly, just before COVID hit us. Uh, you actually, PSPA, wrote a uh, very interesting report on the uh, state of affairs in, in, in e-mobility back then and then covid came yeah uh, so we had to improvise we did some webinars uh with very interesting uh, government to government consultations by the way uh it was clear that the polish ministry of climate and environment showed quite some interest in the dutch way of um, designing subsidy schemes uh, the fiscal benefits to mm, encourage purchase of electric vehicles but also to promote the construction uh, of, of the uh, charging infrastructure in the Netherlands, but also zero emission zones, which is a, a recent feature. And uh, actually, I think BSBA organized uh, one or two visits to the Netherlands as well.
0: That's correct. So That's correct. We've actually been behind... Uh, all that works. So uh, the, the I guess the conversation, the dialogue uh, was very, very good and bore a lot of good results. I mean, the MyEV program, the subsidy scheme for uh, charging infrastructure, which in its largest power capacity was used up in just two weeks. That's how much the wow. Polish market was yep. waiting for this. And yes, the amendment of the law on electromobility and alternative fuels in December, which brought regulations for uh, low emission zones and Yes, we've been to uh, the Netherlands to see how that how that is being uh, deployed. And Where we've have you been?
1: You, you must be ra- remind me. I think you went to Haid- Eindhoven, Eindhoven and Rotterdam. Okay. Uh,
0: so that those are the two cities in uh, in the Netherlands. We also were in Belgium and Germany. We we took a trip with uh, seven EVs and thirty eight local government representatives from Poland. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah, that's uh, that's uh, something we've already accomplished. But um, uh, in which uh, during the beginning of the Sustainable Transport Week, the European Sustainable Transport Week. Uh, there is a very large Dutch presence. Could you uh, tell us a little more about it? Yeah, sure.
1: Um, I mean, we're, we're, it, it took some, uh, let's say, recruiting and uh, raising awareness of, of this new Mobility Congress. But in the end, I think we have a really great, diverse group of 12 companies. Um, and I say diverse because we have a truck manufacturer, DAF trucks, uh, e-trucks by the way, um, producers of, of charging stations like Fastnet, the big uh, established name, uh, I would say, but new on the Polish market. So that's a newcomer, a new kid on the block. Alfen is already uh, established uh, quite well in Poland, but also joined. Then we, I have a scale up Volt Time, uh, which also uh, produces uh, smart charging stations. And the other one, which is re- really interesting, is a new uh, sort of consortium, uh, CV Charging Europe. And actually it's not entirely Dutch because it's Daimler, it's Volvo, it's Treton, but the headquarters in Amsterdam and there's a lot large Dutch content. And they will be focusing on building and charging infrastructure for the heavy duty vehicles. So for trucks, which is really lacking in, in Europe. So that's also quite uh, exciting. Um, then storage and batteries, of course. Poland is very strong in, in producing batteries, as you well know. Uh, so we have eATEPS and, and storage partners, uh, which combines battery uh, and storage with uh, solar, um, solar power. Then IT solutions, last mile solutions, surf, sourceful ICTs also joining. Of course, the lease companies, uh, the Dutch lease companies are quite uh, qu- quite big and interested in, in Poland, lease plan. And a venture capitalist, uh, Urban Impact uh, Ventures. So, a variety of uh, Dutch uh, businesses. Absolutely. And uh, Absolutely. I really look forward to meeting them because I have only spoken to them uh, on the phone or whatever. So, it's, it's a real live event which. Yeah. every everyone is really
0: looking forward to uh, get the
1: sparks uh, going uh, absolutely you know, feel the
0: energy so i uh, i mean th- this is this is exactly i think spot on when it comes to the polish market because obviously everybody knows about the you know low car park numbers with 25,000 battery electric vehicles per 20 million vehicles in total we have the 4 mm, 4,300 charging points in poland not too much so so i mean there's a lot more work to do but in low general, hanging fruit, I would say. Th- that is the low ha- <laughs> hanging fruit. There is a lot more of potential. Exactly. That's a positive you way of looking at it. Absolutely. But I mean, the enormous potential for lithium ion battery manufacturing, uh, the number one spot in the EU that Poland has, the number three spot in the world that yeah. Poland has. But this is only one facility, mm-hmm. really. And we have a lot more that can be done. There's an entire supply chain here uh, with uh, from resources to recycling. So it's not only the manufacturing. I think a lot can be learned from our uh, potential, hopefully, uh, Dutch partners. And in terms of energy storage, uh, the challenge is immense. Uh, the grid is not flexible in Poland. This is for various reasons. Uh, we, I don't think we even have time to go into that discussion. But mm-hmm. definitely storage is very important. And to, with energy storage comes not only the response to the PV problem, but also the V2X future that is entailed so the vehicle is a battery but it can also get energy from the energy storage battery that can be provided for the PV installation it becomes an ecosystem this is exactly what we're striving towards
1: yeah there's some very interesting uh, pilots uh, pilot projects in the Netherlands also where the EVs basically all individual citizens uh, electric cars are being used as a storage facility to stabilize the grid basically because we have you know we ask too much of the grid when we you know when we need it but we have know too little and the other way around we have a lot of energy on the m- moments that we uh, that we really need it <laughs> so absolutely so we need to have that storage yeah. in place and that is uh, that's happening actually
0: yeah and this is something that uh, we still have to implement so it's ahead of us but you also mentioned uh, heavy duty vehicles heavy transport and the companies that that will come uh, and and that are in poland they're looking for opportunities in poland and i think this is particularly interesting because it's a challenge for, I think it's a global challenge, of course, but uh, here in the CE and in Poland, it's very important. I mean, Poland has the biggest fleet of HDVs in Europe mm-hmm. uh, at 1,200,000. I know. And out of the 30,000 heavy duty vehicles registered last year, four were zero emission vehicles. Wow. So we're talking yeah. about yeah. a big problem. And Polish operators really carry, I think, close to one third of the entire mass of cargo in the EU. So this is something that we have to address. And this is not only vehicles, the vehicles are starting to be accessible, they are appearing on the market. We have a lot of these models from various makers, but the infrastructure is important. And here you named FastNet an absolute leader, a very interesting solution. I know they're looking at uh, at Poland. They're very innovative with their own design of stations and big capacities because they have 350 kilowatts and more. Yeah. So this is exactly what we need, not only for heavy duty vehicles, but also for the passenger vehicles as well, because this is uh, you know fast charging on the 10T network, uh, seven and a half thousand kilometers in Poland a lot of expressways and highways that we need to equip with uh, fast charging solutions so this is this is really great news that these companies are looking for opportunities here in Poland and uh, how have you been seeing observing uh, this happen so far uh, how is the cooperation going between the companies that have already entered the market uh, looked around what have they found for your experience well quite well
1: actually and it it also happens organically you know uh, it's it's really a demand driven process so we hope to respond as an embassy we hope to respond to what's already uh, starting uh, and and to um, amplify that and basically to to encourage that 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 development so you mentioned the uh, electrification of heavy road transport well that's a very interesting uh, segment of the market for Dutch companies uh, you know that you've heard from the of the global MOU on on um, zero emission uh, uh, heavy duty um, vehicles and and transport. Uh, we have quite a strong private uh, consortium that is I mentioned CV uh, charging Europe, uh, but you mentioned also Fastnet, so that's definitely one. Um, another one is the expansion of public charging station network. Um, you threw some numbers at me. I will also throw some numbers at you. Uh, so we have nowadays 382 electric cars on the road. Um,
0: 382,000. I hope. What, what, what did I say? <laughs> just uh, just 382. 382. No, that's definitely that's more <laughs> the Polish number. Oh, yes. no, no, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, now, I'm, now I'm now I'm
1: teasing you. Sorry, no, absolutely. Um, and then we have the 100,000 public charging points, which makes the Netherlands uh, the highest number uh of of public charging points uh, per capita in the world actually but the ambition is uh, to multiply that uh by 2030 and reach the 1.7 million public uh, yeah that's that's a lot but it's actually feasible uh there's You know this famous chicken and egg uh, problem that also uh, poland faces or has faced you Mm -hmm. know should i start with the loading infrastructure or should i start with the encouragement of the the vehicles and that has i think been overcome in the netherlands so there is now really a, a big demand Although I do have to say that I'm I'm riding my bike from uh, my apartment to the embassy every day and I see the number of electric vehicles in Poland, in Warsaw, grow because they have these green uh, license plates. And every, let's say, month I see more and more
0: of those. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's really interesting. They allow drivers to park for free in uh, public parking areas and use the bus lanes. So... Uh, so these, yeah. these green plates are, uh, I think, uh, you know, a good benefit for the, for the EV users, apart from the, of course, environmental impact that they have reduced. Actually,
1: I, w- I think we'll see in Poland a boom of the electric vehicle market well, in the coming years.
0: We, we expect, uh, you know, about 300,000 in, in 225, so just two and a half years. Okay. And uh, we'll probably be nearing the 1 million in two thirty so uh... we still have a lot to do to reach the twenty percent uh... the registration of new vehicles um, uh... The, the the share of the market uh... that is uh, now recorded in the eu or the eighty percent in norway rightfully in the future but uh... this is still ahead of us in terms of uh, infrastructure well of course we are incredibly behind when it comes to the dutch market we uh... see the number for public charges about forty three in thousand into Okay. okay. Uh, so that's that's about that level. But there is a big expansion of the private charging network, which is quite important as well, up to 100, 115,000. OK, uh, because that would be my, yeah. let's say,
1: the third uh, high potential business opportunity for Dutch companies as well. That's the private charging station market. I mean, you mentioned it. it it will be booming the electric car fleet. And you said Volt Time, Poland. right? Is is the company yeah. that is coming in, into the market? That's and I know they yeah. have really cool solutions for exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah they are they're young
1: and energetic, uh, scale up, which is really good to see them also active in Poland. And as you said, it's the, the public infrastructure uh, is, is quite underdeveloped, so the private infrastructure might, you know, profit from that in in a way and uh, and, and really develop in the coming years. Um, But I have a question for you as well, because is, for example, mobility as a service. Is that something that is because I know that in Poland, I've I've been living here for three, three and a half years now. I mean, having a car, preferably a very comfortable, luxurious car is very important for Polish people. Do you think that ownership would be uh, less attractive in the
0: future than a shared uh, mobility? So, you know, shared economy has been a topic of various conferences and economic discussion in Poland. And we have the, the major global solutions for shared solutions like Uber, like the e-scooters and all that. But mobility as a service is still something that is, um, has been discussed for some time. There have been attempts to introduce such solutions and to connect those various providers. Panic, right? Yes. panic is, is a company that is very interested in in. Uh, joining mobility as a solution which is a combination of all these various means of transport right but Pannik is definitely a leading company fully polish very interesting model but uh, this is the future and i mean in poland uh, y- y- there, there are various trends that have to be addressed one is for example the problem of, of price and, and you know poland is not only cities we have a very large rural population no. and we have an average age of imported very used ice vehicles from Western Europe at 14. And and this is a Polish problem, but if you look at Czechia, it's 16 years. If you look at Bulgaria, it's 19 years. Our region is really having a problem with what we call ice leakage, and I think that is point one to explain to those um, consumers, to that part of the the, the Polish population, the C population, that there are other means of transport. You know, the yeah. railway. You know, e-buses. This is something that is really thriving in Poland.
1: Actually, this has been one of the subjects in their government-to-government the government consultations, where the Polish ministry ministry said it's it's fine that you have high ambition in the west Western Europe, yeah. but it means that you
0: push out all the second-hand combustion yeah. engine cars that's why we call it ice leakage yeah because it's something that is it's leaking into our market and it's a big problem what we're looking for at pspa is to pursue the opportunity to uh, bring in used evs yeah which exactly. is a, which is a really good solution because markets like the dutch market have already a big second hand ev yeah. uh, uh proposal let's
1: say yeah but it's 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 a it's a challenge. It should be addressed, and I'm I'm happy that it's part of the consultations between capitals and in Brussels, yeah. uh, because it's I, I yeah I can imagine that this is a problem for Poland to achieve
0: its goals if all those combustion engine cars are coming into uh, coming into the market. So ownership, of course, is a problem. Of course, Poland with its size uh... you know there there has to be solutions like panic offers so very mm-hmm. shared mobility solutions because obviously we have destinations that are far off so for those who commute or travel more rarely than others uh... that would be a good choice and definitely i think this is what the whole you know philosophy of low emission zones is about it's not to deprive people of something it's not to uh... you know to cancel something or or ban something it's mm-hmm. just to raise awareness really this is our main priority mm-hmm. so that everybody thinks before they do something that might be, you know, that might bear a wrong impact on the environment. So th- this is basically the the mechanism behind it. And, and I think mobility as a service is exactly the solution for that. Right. You can choose a means of transport that perhaps, you know, you don't need a big car if you're commuting a small distance. Perhaps an uh, e-bike is a good solution. Yeah so that's and bicycles of course uh, you know the dutch market is is a leader on many things but also bicycles
1: well we could do a different uh, whole episode on uh, yeah, exactly. electric bikes yes. and, uh, and and scooters and all that but we'll we'll, we'll reserve that for another time you know, uh, what i also would like to know is i mean do you you work a lot with foreign companies are th- is there any advice that you could give let's say on cultural differences uh, is there something typical for polish entrepreneurs that Dutch companies and and businesses should
0: take into account I have my
1: own ideas about that and experiences but let's hear it from a
0: poll first Uh, yeah gladly I mean as PSPA we we have nearly 200 members now so uh, we really and, and many of them are global companies and companies from various regions of the world so uh we we see what's happening in Poland. So there's one one thing is the mentality. We definitely are very attracted to benchmarks from western countries from old EU countries. And you can see that in references even by, you know, from politicians to business leaders to NGOs to experts and academics. We always refer to western uh examples when we try to give a good example, when we try to pursue something and convince somebody. So that's the mentality part. We have still uh a problem with um the the formalities of our pro- procedures, our processes. Just to mention, it is a problem that is being addressed and it will probably be resolved soon. But at this point, if you wanted to install a public charging station and mm-hmm. launch it, yep. you would have to wait close to three years. Oh my! Which for a business case is difficult, and this is mostly because of formalities, licensing, and stuff like that. So, and approvals. So. Uh, you know, that that's something we have to narrow down. And unfortunately, in a lot of procedures, these formalities are still keeping us from r- really introducing kind of robust developments. These two come to mind just immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think uh, that f- uh, what I see, uh, it's actually
1: my daily practice, is to make people in the Netherlands either governments or private companies aware of the huge market that Poland represents and it's still the dynamics are very positive of course we have the huge challenges now with uh, with inflation energy prices even the the labor attractiveness of Poland is slightly uh, slightly decreasing or slightly deteriorating but still attractive and I also Get a lot of questions about uh, Ukraine. You know, it makes investors, for example, from Dutch, uh, from, from from the Netherlands, a little nervous. I can also, you know, and so so that's one, uh, let's say, political or geopolitical uh, issue out there. Um, and yeah, maybe the predictability of government policies. So, yeah. to what extent can I rely on the f- on on Polish? government policy in the ev market so those are just this su- is a summary of, of of the questions that i that i get
0: well i mean you know starting from maybe the end uh we now see that um the pursuit towards the path uh you know to establish electromobility is is firm is confirmed it's sure yeah. what we are i think uh, what we still have to process is our approach to our energy mix and to energy resources, so this is something that will probably change now, soon. Um, so I think governments and and various political uh, factions are seeing this problem. Some see it more, some see it less. That's the way it is. But I think the 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 path is clear, uh, whether some like to admit it or not. I think the travesty of the um, Russian invasion in Ukraine is, of course, it's horrible and. Uh, but you know, we are in NATO. We're in the EU. I think it's it's a market that it's not so easily uh, touched by by yeah. these things. It is happening agree, by right next door, right? Yeah. So, so of course, I understand those fears. But I think that can be uh, perfectly assuaged because mm-hmm. it's it's a safe market for now. It's a it's a clearly stable market for some years now. I think the past 20 years um, have confirmed Poland in its in its position as you know. Previously the sixth now the fifth economy of the EU yeah. and the population is is uh, is large and the market is large and I mean about jobs e- of course the, the the labor workforce and the costs you know that's that's something that varies but the the automotive market in Poland is at four hundred thousand employees yeah. out of which two hundred eighty thousand are employed uh, only in the ice engine uh, technology mm-hmm. that will all Probably vanish or be severely significantly decreased. Yeah. Those people will be reskilled, readapted, and available for all the new technology coming in with new mobility. Yeah. So batteries, so infrastructure, software. Uh, sensors. This is all, you know, the things that I think these people can find jobs in. And the sixty-three additional thousand people who are employed in the service and maintenance of ice engines. Again, those people can be reskilled, and uh, they can be employed in the innovative sectors. Yeah. So, th- so, so there is a lot of opportunity, and a lot of willingness. Really, I think uh, in the new mobility, Congress is something that PSPA organizes every year. We have more than 1,000 people coming in from the entire country. Mm-hmm. Now the region, actually, uh, because they're excited about this change and they want to be part of it and they want to learn from partners like the Netherlands. Yeah. yeah, it's difficult to express in a podcast, maybe, but you can feel the, let's say, the positive energy
1: and the enthusiasm in this in this branch. Uh, absolutely. And it's interesting that you mentioned uh, also the, the ranking of Poland in, in terms of the, the volume of the economy and what was mm-hmm. happening. And I, I don't know if you knew, but uh, Poland has surpassed Spain in the uh, ranking of most important trading partners of the Netherlands. So uh, that's and very the good news <laughs> for that's Poland. That's good news for both of our countries, I <laughs> yes. think. And I think uh, yeah, it's just amazing that last year uh, we had a, not only a double digit growth of our export value, but it was 30 percent growth. Of course, this was a lot of maybe recovery from from mm. Covid time, but still it is huge uh, so we are now somewhere around 29 billion of uh, euros in in, in trade vo- volume between our two countries and in services actually poland has a has a surplus uh, with with the netherlands so exporting more services in
0: transport and logistics uh, that's the main driver of that surplus so, so as i said uh, the main priority in mobility now in poland and a huge challenge but uh, with partners such as the ones you've named, uh, who are here, who are you know planning to come onto the market, and maybe more will be will be willing to do so. I think we can do that. We're uh, we're working very very intensively with both the Polish public stakeholders as well as the, the business side to uh, to really address this matter because heavy duty vehicles will have to be uh, decarbonized, and th- this is something that will have to happen very soon. Um, it's, it's a big part of, uh, of the emission uh, source, yeah. but uh, you know, we, we see that uh, more than half of heavy transportation is below 150 kilometers, mm-hmm. uh, 75% is below 350 kilometers. This is all accessible to electromobility. These are ranges that are perfectly fine, even in the most, most harsh winter that sometimes we see in Poland, now less so because of the climate change. Hopefully we we can stop that from happening. Uh, But but election mobility is there. Now we need to work on the infrastructure and this kind of ecosystem to create around it. And for city areas, mobility as a service, as you said, uh, absolutely top priority, low emission zones. And we see the various approach of low emission zones. And I think this last amendment in Poland shows that this is the approach we've learned, Hmm. that cities can decide for themselves in what capacity Mm -hmm. They need these low-emission zones. Yeah. Is it for excluding heavy vehicles? 60% of city inhabitants in Poland don't want heavy-duty vehicles in their cities. Perhaps that's the the, the thing that needs to be addressed. The that's sma- a perception,
1: huh? because yeah. that was the same in the Netherlands. And what happened when it was implemented, or there were some pilot projects and there were some tests, that it actually increased the turnover of the mm-hmm. shop owners in the areas where it was you know where you had less traffic. More due attractive. to this uh, zero yep. emission uh, zone, so that is uh, something that we all have to, let's say, go through maybe that that phase mm-hmm. to get convinced of of, uh, of of the the benefits of of this these these zones. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, no, very excited.
0: Uh, so much to talk about, but unfortunately, uh, we, we are in a podcast. We want to make people very, very kind of interested and involved. So maybe we'll come back with episode two, perhaps, uh, someday. But for now, um, uh, thank you, Sana, so much for all your insights. You're welcome. Uh, we also have wonderful guests with us, uh, Baron Simmons, from General, the general director from Vault Time, and Hank uh, Ellens, the founder and owner of Storage Partners Group, uh, Benelux. So I'm going to be talking to them. I hope they confirm your words and uh, your optimism. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, thank you so much for your time. So, hi, hello. My name is Alexander Raj. I represent the Polish Alternative Fuels Association as the External Affairs Director and Board Member. I have with me today Baron Simmons, the General Director for Volt Time, and Hank Ellens, founder and owner of Storage Partners Group. Hello, gentlemen.
2: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: Nice to meet you. Uh, That's great. Thank you for being here and thank you for finding the time. We are uh, just now uh, talking in the context of the New Mobility Congress 2022, where we have a strong Dutch presence, a strong presence of Dutch business, and a lot of potential is discussed about the cooperation uh, regarding Dutch companies and uh, the Polish market and their Polish counterparts. We, of course, are focused on the electromobility value chain. So uh, this is what we're going to uh, touch upon today. Now, Poland, of course, is a nascent market, a market that can profit a lot from uh, what companies that are global leaders and European leaders, such as Dutch companies, can bring into this uh, early phase market. Early phase, because in Poland, we currently have uh, 50,000 electric vehicles, 25,000 of those are battery, electric vehicles. We have 2,300 stations. Um, Okay, I'm just going to start again with the stations because the phone got into the microphone. Um, Yeah, excuse me. No problem. We have uh, 2,300 charging stations, uh, which is a little over 4,300 charging points. One third of that are DC type stations. This is, of course, the public. Uh, charging stations which are still at a very early phase of development uh, for a market as large as Poland. And uh, so a lot has to be done. We feel that, uh, and we have data that that proves that this feeling is is more likely to be correct, that we will have uh, a lot more charging stations in the years to come, because uh, we think and we project uh, and predict that in 2025 we will have 42,000 charging points and we will have uh, close to 100, 100,000, uh, 15, sorry, we will have close to 100,000 or 115,000 private charging stations. So, this these numbers will grow. We will also come close to 300,000 vehicles in 2025. This is just two years. There are a lot of uh, businesses present in Poland. A lot of uh, good companies within the value chain. Uh, Poland's annual export value in three percent is uh, composed of the value produced by the battery market. So this is a very important component and energy storage and uh, charging infrastructure are the businesses that will definitely uh, thrive and that will definitely attract investors. Will they attract Dutch investors? Uh, We shall see. Uh, My guests today have uh, unique expertise in terms of both of these uh, areas of business and uh i'm sure their companies could contribute with experience knowledge and really really great uh products to the polish market so the cooperation is possible whether it will happen we'll see the new mobility congress is uh, an event that is the largest conference regarding the new mobility sector the sustainable transport sector in the central eastern european region so uh Definitely, there is a lot of potential to discuss viable, real cooperation models at this event. And uh, in relation to it, we discussed today. My first question is, um, I think, and this is very important for both of you, and I think we'll start with both time if we can, to present uh, what your business is and what you could bring to the Polish market. So, Baron, please, if you could take it away.
2: Right, thanks, Alexander. Um, So, my name is Baron Simons. I am the uh, general director and founder of uh, Voltime. We're a Dutch-based company. Um, We find our roots in the retail and installation of charging systems since 2014. So we're a collective of uh, retailers. And um, during our time as retailing, we have um, uh, gained experience and uh, certainly an opinion um, of where the market is headed uh, and what improvements could be made. So this is um, why a couple of years ago, we set out to create our own charging system called the full-time source. Um, It's an AC wall box uh, charging system with internet connection um, and kilowatt hour metering for uh, reimbursement purposes. So um, um, as you may know, this is useful for businesses and public placement of charging infrastructure, Uh, quite vital in fact. Um so we're rolling this out as of this year in the Benelux primarily. Um uh, and for obvious reasons, as you just stated, Alexander, the Polish market is um uh, is starting to get uh, uh, a lot uh, bigger quite fast. Um uh, so we are definitely interested in participating in that. Um, um additionally, we set out to help other businesses create their charging systems. Uh, So over the years, we've become really good at designing chargers, uh, setting up the supply chain certification and doing the production. And we are being approached by multiple parties uh, who have their own take uh, and their own twist uh, on how charging infrastructure should be developed. And um, uh, we're happy to help. And we hope that we can help people in Poland with uh, the same quest. That sounds great. And uh, of
0: course, Both private charging infrastructure, uh, where AC um, solutions are, I think, uh, very, very needed. And uh, the charging infrastructure for various public areas and municipal areas and city areas is very needed. And and I think this is something that will develop rapidly in Poland, as the numbers suggest that I mentioned earlier. Uh, So this is is very interesting, and we'll get back to that, definitely. Uh, Hank Ellens, if I can now ask you to, to present Storage Partners Group. Uh, you are the founder and owner of uh, the company, so please uh, bring a, p- put it in a more perspective for us,
3: please. Okay, um, nice to meet you all. Uh, so, what we've been doing uh, since 2004, when we started the company, we were active in different different kind of storage uh, solutions. Since six uh, since six years, let's say, basically 2015, we are focusing on storage of energy as well. Um, as an extended solution for the energy transition, where we see that all the, the, the loading locations uh, need to be supported by a sufficient uh, supply of energy. And as I think as everybody's aware, there is um, there are some complications in the network of supplying energy. So we uh, have come up with solutions for both uh, residential as well as smaller industrial. Uh, users for storing energy in different ways. That means we provide energy uh, storage solutions for uh, residential houses uh, that can serve or an e-mobile unit um, or can serve any any energy that's needed at that site. Um, We started that in the Netherlands. Uh, We are also active in Spain and we would like to also act to be active with this product range in, uh, in Poland, where we have some experience already with other kind of products. Um, we see in general that the market starts to be uh, very complicated, especially as people having, for instance, solar installations, they have no option anymore to store their energy uh, at home. And they have no option anymore to give their energy back to the grid, or at least at a very uh, 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 very low price level. Uh, compared to how it has been in the past so there is a there is a gap in that from uh, from business point of view for for people investing in it and at the same time there is a technical problem of just uh, sending back your energy produced in your uh, in your home back via the grid because technically that will just give problems uh, in the in the network so we come up with several solutions like i said for that one is a very compact residential solution uh, it's integrated battery with an inverter, easy to install, plug-and-play solution. Um, we see a demanding uh, uh, market for that, both in the Netherlands, in Spain, in Benelux, also in other countries where we try to go to market. And that will happen the same in Poland. Uh, we see the first uh, moves already in that direction. Uh, and although everybody is thinking that such batteries are expensive, we see that uh, uh, the calculation and the return on investing in the battery uh, becomes every day more more interesting. Uh, so it, it starts to pay off uh, uh, for everybody, basically. So we focus really on the storage of energy for all different kinds of solutions. Um, and we, we try to work as close as possible to many other companies, like uh, like Behrendt also said, uh, that, that goes one-on-one goes in two. People want to be sure that in the morning they do have a car loaded. Uh, uh, even when there is a power break or when there is a shortage. So with your own battery solution at home, you have 100% guarantee that in the next morning, your car will be driving. Um, That's basically where we focus on. And this market is very, very uh, quickly developing uh, into the direction of uh, battery being a standard part of your home, basically in the same way as you have a front door or a window in your home. This will be a, a standard, standard topic, standard equipment that every, uh, every home will have. Uh, and of course, this will take some time. Uh, but we see that construction companies building new, uh, new uh, neighborhoods, they start to implement this as a part of the standard equipment of a house. Uh, so then we don't talk about an investment to get it back within three years. But we talk about an investment of 25 years, because that's how long a house should be standing there. And then, of course, it's a completely different calculation. So, we try to help and to contribute to the, uh, to the change uh, uh, of, of the power supply uh, in that way.
0: That is great. Thank you. And uh, you're absolutely correct. This is, there has been a change in Poland. The, the grid is not resilient and it's not flexible enough to host so much uh, consumer uh, made energy. And this is true that PV installations at home and in, uh, in private residence areas. Uh, are not as attractive anymore as they used to be because of the lack of possibility of giving back the power into the grid. And This is a problem. And and energy storage is a great, great solution here. But I feel that really we're talking about an ecosystem. And I think both what Volzheim is offering in terms of uh, AC at home power uh, uh, charging stations for EVs and what you are offering in terms of storage actually works together with PVs. And this is, you know, the the V2X kind of uh, philosophy, I think. So vehicle to grid, vehicle to everything, where the vehicle is also a battery, but I mean, it can come into the system, you can connect it. And if you need to charge it and uh, you have uh, some kind of lack of energy, energy storage, again, may be a solution for that as well. So uh, it's a very interesting ecosystem. There is more and more discussion about this in Poland. So I think that even uh, opens the, the, the kind of horizon of the potential cooperation to an even wider perspective. Uh, this is really great because I know both of you have experience in entering markets of, let's say the old EU states. Uh, so Poland is trying to catch up. I think the entri- entire central Eastern European region is trying to catch up with uh, with that level in terms of e-mobility, in terms of renewables, in terms of various topics associated with to that. Um, What are your experiences in entering other markets? Do you feel that you may have that same perspective for Poland from what you know already about the market? Uh, Maybe now I'll start from Hank, uh, so so back to you again.
3: Yes, I I think the perspective for Poland is in the same way uh, uh, very interesting as it is for the other countries. Uh, Like we have experience in in more countries than one. So every country has its own specific, his own culture, his own way of dealing. But the general topic at the moment is everywhere the same when it comes to energy supply in a network. Uh, that's a European problem or an American problem as well. So the network uh, cannot be developed as quick uh, as needed to uh, to cover the requirements of all the electrical vehicles, for instance. So we have to we have to find other solutions for that. So smart loading points, like uh, uh, like uh, like like was discussed before, is also interesting, and the same is. Uh, storage of energy in several ways uh, will be the same interesting in Poland as it is in others. So we have good expectations that, that the logic behind this will be the same for Poland. Uh, and, and I think the expectations are even maybe, you know, uh, an understatement. Uh, we are sure that this will work also in Poland.
0: Wow, this is great to hear. And uh, I actually share uh, this view on the issue. Uh, what about uh, you, Baron, if I can ask you the same question?
2: Yeah, so like I said, we're mostly active in the Benelux. So uh, that'd be the Netherlands, Belgium, and Luxembourg. Um, We're currently setting up distribution in Spain and Italy. And uh, uh, I like that Hank is also active in Spain. Of course, Spain is a gigantic PV market um, already. Um, So uh, what I forgot to mention just now is um, our charging station uh, and other charging systems Um, As our time as retailers, we really uh, uh, heard a lot about uh, customers wanting to prevent delivering back to the grid, right? Um, It's really a shame because in the afternoon, there's a peak in the grid from energy being put back into it. And then in the evening, there's another peak of energy being pulled off the grid. So... It's a real shame, so um, uh, our systems, they detect how much power is being uh, sent back to the grid at any time. Uh, So we can shave off this peak um, and evenly distribute um, uh, the input into into the car. So essentially we're um, viewing the car as a battery. Um, Combine this with feed to G set the release in Q1 next year uh, you can essentially charge the car in the afternoon uh, using excess power um, and then, of course, put it back into the building or uh, uh, whatever's night uh, in the evening. So we do this with CT clamps, um, which are universal, right? Um, so uh, uh, we'd love to learn more about the uh, electrical installations in other countries. And uh, we're certain that we've built a, a, a versatile system. Um, simple enough so that it applies to many different situations uh, and we're looking forward to uh, exploring those possibilities abroad
0: that is also great to hear and uh, thank you so much uh, both for your for your time and then for being here because this is a great perspective uh, we know uh, now what you do i'm uh, very sure that the polish uh, stakeholders would be interested to to have meetings with you to reach out and uh, i'm sure it's beyond the New Mobility Congress, uh, but uh, but surely there will be an opportunity to talk about these things. Uh, Also, uh, we will probably uh, have a report ready by then by the New Mobility Congress uh, that uh, will present uh, those perspectives in a more succinct manner for the Dutch market in a dedicated way. So uh, I'm very excited to see what your knowledge and experience brings to the market. Have you um, had any any look into the, the market currently uh, on what you know what companies may be good partners for you? Do you know that landscape, or do you want to come in and still learn about it at venues such as the New Mobility Congress, or perhaps uh, with uh, with the meetings that you may have in Poland?
3: Uh, uh, Hank, <laughs> please, Hank. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, we have an idea. Uh, well, the, the topic of energy supply uh, touches basically the whole society. So the, the, the focus is, is very wide. Uh, but we do see uh, a special interest in, in construction companies because I think that's a long-term solution uh, to make uh, batteries or storage of energy a part of the network. I think the definition of a, a network has to change. It's not the cable in the ground, but it's much more. Um, but we also see interest in car dealers which need a backup for, the, for batteries for loading uh, as a support to the car as an uh, external battery on top of the solution that uh, Berend is offering, of course. So um, there, there's a wide variety. Uh, there is uh, uh, also rental companies that are, are supplying uh, mobile energy storage units for, for certain e-mobile locations where things are needed. So it's a very wide variety uh, of, of um, activities where, where we could uh, find partners in Poland. Um, it's, it's almost unlimited.
0: Let's see, that's very good news uh, for very many companies, I'm sure, on the Polish market. Darren, what is your outlook?
2: Um, yeah, so uh, we would be most interested in uh, finding someone who could distribute our product um, uh, distributed to uh, retailers and consumers alike in Poland. Um, because, of course, uh, the Polish market, you know, it's got its own demands, it's got its own projections and culture. So uh, we'd love to learn more about, uh, like I said, uh, uh, the, the the technicals of the Polish market um, and, and the demands for Polish EV drivers. Furthermore... Um, Uh, We think that, you know, if you if you call up support, it should be Polish support should be a Polish website. And we're looking for someone to partner up uh, with that. Um, And secondly, like I said, we've uh, we've built uh, different products with different companies. One of the issues um, we're having in the Netherlands anyway, is with aesthetics. People at home uh, or people should be charging their car at home whenever possible. That's what we think and that's what's currently happening anyway. But for public charging, it's a problem for um, uh, charging stations to be on every corner of the street. It doesn't look nice. It's not exactly safe either. Um, So we've partnered up with a company in the Netherlands to create the charging systems inside of light posts, um, uh, which is uh, uh, quite a custom solution. And it requires um, a, a more detailed look into the specifics of uh, light post infrastructure in the given country. So we'd love to talk to someone who can help us roll out the product uh, and get us in touch with municipalities who uh, would be interested in such a uh, hidden charger solution, if you will.
0: It's uh, actually very interesting and, uh, and coincides with uh, the goals and the stakeholders of the New Mobility Congress because. Uh, All these stakeholders will be present there on the first day, a lot of infrastructural topics, but uh, we will have mayors, local government representatives uh, present, a very strong representation of that, Uh, a lot of uh, battery, lithium-ion battery cells producers, but also energy storage companies, uh, construction uh, uh, companies and developers, and of course, a lot of discussions about the legal framework surrounding all of this, because uh, yeah, this will include both uh, AFIR, of course, the major topic on the agenda now uh, in the EU, but also the EPBD, so the Energy Performance of Buildings Directive. And I think there is a lot, a lot to discuss about um, uh, the installations, uh, at-home charging installations, and then with Red 3 uh, a lot to talk about energy storage. So uh, this has been a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, we, of course, have a time constraint, but I'm sure we can discuss this further during uh, our next occasions to meet. Uh, the new Mobility Congress is one, but there will be many more, I'm sure. I wish you uh, the best of luck uh, on the Polish market and the Polish Alternative Fuels Association is uh, ready and willing to support all the goals that you presented uh, to decarbonize road transport. Thank you very much, uh, Hank, for being with us. And thank you very much, Baron, as well. We had uh, Baron Simmons, uh, General Director from Bolt Time, and Hank Ellens, founder and owner of Storage Partners Group. Thank you both. Thank you 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 very uh,
3: much for providing us. Exactly. It was my pleasure to be with you.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you.